Thank you for checking out today's episode of the FizzCast. Tyler Aki, I got Tim Leonard with me again. We're back. Of course. We are back. Time to give you plenty of knowledge from the past week of Syracuse sports. We've got football to hit on. I'm pretty upset right now with some all ACC stuff. Yeah, we'll get but into a lot that. of a lot of Syracuse selections in the well, all ACC. Yeah. Usually, eleven Syracuse selections isn't going to piss you off, but guess what, Tim? It pissed me <laughs> off. <laughs> That's what happens when you have a nine and three football team, yeah, though. Lots exactly. to talk about. Then we got some basketball stuff. ACC Big Ten Challenge. Actually, no, it's the Big Ten ACC Challenge. It will for, forever be the Big Ten yeah, ACC I don't know. Challenge. They switched it, right? I think they switch it like every year or something. But yeah. We're going to talk about Syracuse and Ohio State. Big that game. full preview, huge, pre- huge game, huge game, huge preview too. Coming yes, up. exactly. So, Number one team in the country. Yeah. Some might say. Some Ohio might say. State. Mm-hmm. Ohio State. So that's what all the the saber nerds are saying. Anyways, <laughs> we've got a lot to dissect. Let's just get to it. Fizzcast. Let's go. Rise and shine, you Syracuse super fans. <laughs> It's time to pour yourself a tall, delicious glass of Orange Fizz. Syracuse recruiting news, insider information, latest SU buzz. The Syracuse blogosphere comes to life on the Central New York Airwaves. It's Fizz Radio. Thanks for checking in with us on this Cyber Monday. Tyler Rocky, Tim Leonard here with you on the FizzCast. Unfortunately, we don't have any codes to give out. No, no Cyber, Cyber Monday, Monday deal. So, so I if kind of anyone, forgot it was Cyber Monday. If, if anyone wants to, to sponsor the pod, hey, give us a, give us a little promo code. Every day can be Cyber Monday for the SOS listeners. SOS for the sponsors. We're still looking for that first sponsor. Still looking for it. Save our sponsors. Yeah. Even seriously. though we have none. So <laughs> maybe one day. <laughs> Tyler Hockey, Tim Leonard here on the FizzCast. Be sure to follow us online at Orange Fizz on Twitter. You can get Tim at Tim underscore Leonard Four. You got it. I he hit nailed it. it. Huge. And then I'm at Tyler Aki underscore. So I almost forgot your own there. I for almost a second. yeah, I almost forgot my You're own. You're so name. worried about mine, yeah. I'm sure. I'm just razzled. There's no sponsors. We can't give the fans anything. We can't <laughs> give the fans a promo code. Today. One of these days we're gonna open a podcast yeah. and we're gonna have a sponsor. And the listeners that the loyal listeners that heard all these <laughs> intros complaining about no sponsors are gonna mm-hmm. rejoice and, and be happy for us. Maybe we'll get you like twenty dollars off at SeatGeek or something. <laughs> so that's uh th- that's something we're still looking for. Anyway. Lot to get to today. You can be sure to check out all of our online content as well, orangefizz.net or the orangefizz.com. Hey, <laughs> guess what? True. The Ohio State this week. Yeah, that's true. The so Ohio maybe we State should versus just the only go to the orangefizz.com. Yeah, so this, this week, week we're on the orangefizz.com and also on Facebook, SoundCloud, iTunes. But you're probably listening to us on SoundCloud or iTunes right now anyway. Yeah. So, so you've got that covered. Be sure to subscribe and drop a five star rating while you're at it. Anyway, let's get into. Lot to talk about in football. We'll start with Boston big College. Big week. Big week. They're all big weeks. They are like at this lately, point. Though. Exactly. So big win for Syracuse. Absolute domination over Boston College. 42-21 your final. And I'm going to say it, Tim. I don't care that BC's three best players got hurt in this game slash no. didn't play. Syracuse was going to win this game by at least two touchdowns yeah. regardless. Dude, Eric Dungy, I don't care who was on the other side. The way he played, that was maybe his best game in Orange. Maybe this mm-hmm. year, maybe he crushes all BC. four years. Yeah, he he really is a his, BC. I think he's they only, talk crap. I yeah. think that plays into they it. They talk a lot of He junk. always gets heated in those BC games. You look back to, I guess it was his sophomore year, when they were, last time they were on the road at BC. I remember there was mm-hmm. a scuffle there. I think like that's the only other hit. time he's played BC, too. Yeah, that's so, right. Did you see that stat? I think, um, I can't remember who initially tweeted it, but I saw Brent Axe retweeted it, and I'm sorry for whoever initially tweeted it, but it was like the last five years, the Syracuse quarterbacks when they played BC, and even though this is year four of Eric Dungy, because 
we always play, or Syracuse always plays, BC last game of the year, he's mm-hmm. only played, well, I guess the exception was that sophomore year. So he's only played against BC in his sophomore year. And some of the quarterbacks were like Zach Mahoney one year, Rex Culpepper last year, I think. And then the year before that, I can't remember. But it's been five different quarterbacks the last five years until wow. this year when it was the first time the Dungies doubled up, which is pretty crazy. That is pretty crazy. Wow. But Dungy, I mean, he he's his career high in yards came against BC, 434. Throws for 362 in this game. Three touchdowns through the earth, another three on the ground. Unbelievable effort. Yeah. I mean, he this was peak competitive Eric Dungy. It seemed like we'd lost competitive Eric Dungy. Not lost competitive Eric Dungy, but maybe dialed it back a little bit. Well, you didn't even know if he was going to play in right, this game, Right, exactly. Too. I think that's just part of it from yeah. the start. A little sluggish out of the gate, but then yeah. he, he hits Riley on that 75-yard touchdown and all's forgotten yeah and Riley was wide open of course but it was like the LSU play except Riley actually caught Mm -hmm. it so and he's (laughs) had a good year he got some all ACC he got some all ACC love we'll get to the all ACC team in just a little bit but I I mean the talking point is Dungy and Mm -hmm. as I was watching that game you just get the feeling that maybe we didn't take him for granted because we respect Dungy and we know the legacy that he's going to leave he could even get his number retired one day I don't even think it's could he yeah, is, I think he, he he's shattered it. every Syracuse p- offensive record. I mean, you're the only argument, the person that is making the case for him not getting his jersey retired is he was injury prone. But he can't control that at the end of the you know day. What? So why are you going to take— That person can go F off. Yeah, really. That, okay? He deserves it, dude. He deserves and, to have that, too, in the rafters. I don't think anyone on this team or anyone who's watched him over the last four years can argue that. I really don't. There's no doubt in my mind. I know Tommy DeVito's waiting in the wings. I know Tommy DeVito's excellent, and he's probably a better thrower than Eric Dungy and so forth, and he almost replaced Eric Dungy this year as the starter. But I, I'm i excited for the Tommy DeVito era. I still think we're going to miss Eric Dungy. The way that dude plays, he's such a warrior, and just the way he was running over guys with that upper body injury, whatever the injury was, because it was back or I don't know exactly, but regardless he played through the injury he said there was no way he wasn't going to play his Mm -hmm. last regular season game as a senior and he came out and delivered again and really ever since he faced the adversity of the unc game and switching going to devito late in that game he's been flawless i mean nc state was i thought one of his better games of his career and i thought this bc game may have been the best performance of his career six touchdowns is unheard of that's the most he's ever had combined in a game total touchdowns and I mean his his performance out there was kind of the microcosm of what he's been for four years just a competitive gamer doesn't care who's on the other side whether it's Clemson or even Boston College which is still a pretty good defense yeah or even a team like a Wagner he's going to go out there and compete every single game and to me Dungy has absolutely solidified himself earned himself a, a spot on the all ACC third team which we'll get to in just a little Mm -hmm. bit about whether we agree or disagree with that. But one guy who really has gone under the radar these last couple of weeks, Dante Strickland. Yeah. This guy is not getting the love that he deserves right now. And he he set a career high in yards this last game, 129 on the ground. Granted, he had about 50 of those on one drive alone on two carries. But Mm -hmm. he just, ever since he's fallen back into kind of the reserved – backup role behind Moniel, he's just looked better. Everything's downhill. Everything's four or five yards. I mean, we're used to the Dante Strickland from the first three years where he gets the ball and it seems like his cap is three yards. And then a lot of times he'll just go right into the backs of the offensive line and get you one or two yards. 
but everything now is four or five yards on the ground every yeah. single carry. I mean, he's kind of the opposite of the Dino offense in the sense that he's not flashy and he doesn't provide much big playability, although he did have a big run against BC. But like you said, he went from a starter to a backup, which as a senior, that's really hard to do. Yeah. Like, you can't underestimate that. Like, for a guy Dungy, who started three years now. Yeah, right. Dungy did that briefly, of course. And I guess he never technically didn't start a game that he was healthy in, but he was in that little limbo period between UNC and NC State. And the way those guys have handled sort of the adversity of losing their job or fighting for their job this year, being Strickland and Dungy as seniors, that just shows how much of team players they are. And that's why they're 9-3, and three, because of performances like that and the mindset that this team has had all year, which is not selfish, it's unselfish, and it's whatever they can do to win, point blank, period. And Dante Strickland flew under the radar and maybe went from overrated to underrated for a little bit. And now here he is getting his due. It was cool to see him get that in his final yeah. regular season game because – what he's done as the backup has actually been better than how he performed as a starter, maybe because he's getting less reps and he's a little more energy and all that. But he's always been a good pass catcher, good pass blocker, and he had one of he's his been better a great games pass blocker. too. Yeah. That, and that's something that doesn't show up in the stat sheet. Right. With Strickland, I, I want to point this out. Ever since he took the backup role, which I believe was against Pitt, correct mm-hmm. me if I'm wrong. Yeah, I think that's he, here's right. Here's his yards per carry per game. 6.0, 6.8. 3.9, 4.9, 3.9, 6.3, 6.5. That's a that's lot of really six good. plus. Yeah, that's like 5.0 average or something like that. Yeah. I mean, I mean for the season, math, he's but... averaging five yards a carry. Yeah, that's solid. That's that, really solid. If you had gonna, said that at the yeah. start of the year, everyone would have taken that. And maybe we're not giving him his due. I think this game helps for us to sort of sit back and say, hey, that guy just finished his last regular season game as a senior. He was pretty good. We maybe give him, gave him too much crap at times this year because – like I said, a lot of what he does, it's easy to say like it doesn't show up in the in the stat sheet, like kind of you just alluded to mm-hmm. with the pass blocking, but that's really the crux of it. I mean, that he's not the type of player that is going to be on Sports Center top ten for one of his right. runs. He does, does the little he's things. He's north south. He's not east west, mm-hmm. and you can kind of gloss over that at times. But he's been great in the second half of the season. A lot of reasons. He's a big reason why Syracuse finished the year 9-3, and three, there's no doubt. Absolutely. And with Strickland, too, I mean, I don't know if you know this story, but there, I read this on The Athletic. I, I did Cyber Monday today. You know what I Cyber Monday today? You I went, Cyber Monday and re-upped my The Athletic crushed subscription. Crushed the paywall? I crushed the paywall. Wow. Um, I got a nice deal on it. It was like, Really? I think I'm paying like 24 bucks for the year. Huh. Maybe so. I, it's... It's 7.25 right now. Maybe I'll grab that deal after this podcast. Yeah, exactly. If we don't go five hours. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> there's no Cyber Tuesday. Yeah, that's there's true. No there's Cyber only Tuesday. one. There's Cyber Monday once um, a year. And then the other thing I got was winter boots because it's going to yeah. snow a lot this week. Yeah. <laughs> I think you never have like too many inches. of those. So, um, but I don't know if you know, I read this story. Nicole Auerbach wrote it for The Athletic, and it was basically about how, first of all, I remember seeing this pop up in my email, and I Hadn't re-upped my subscription, so I couldn't read it. Mm-hmm. That, the damn paywall. Yeah, but right. Dante Strickland was homeless for a little bit. Yeah, that's during right. His, during his child, I did not know that. Yeah, and I just talk found about that a story be... that's been. I think they mentioned that on the broadcast a little bit really? against BC, and I was like, "Huh, that feels like something that should have been brought up more." But really cool. I mean, to see yeah. how far he's come, and like I said, it was just awesome to see 
I think you even tweeted something about this. Like, Dungy and Strickland got the senior day yes. moment mm-hmm. they deserve. I know it wasn't technically, like, senior day because it was an away game, but last regular season game for them, and they broke those career highs and sort of just, like, went out on top. They have their best season after, to be frank, I mean, three bad seasons in a row where they didn't make a bowl game. Now here they are riding high, going into a big bowl game, and they're all healthy, they're locked and loaded, and they're coming off some of their best performances. So let's get into these all-ACC teams now. So this came out today, this Monday, Mm -hmm. that we're talking right now. Cyber Monday. Cyber Monday. So Syracuse with 11 players. That was tied for the third most of any team in the conference. I believe Clemson had 18, BC had 13. Syracuse had... Well, okay. or maybe it was 14. Yeah, no. Syracuse had nine players that made it and then two, and then honorable, two mentions. honorable mentions. And I yeah. think Clemson had 18 players that made it, which is crazy. Oh, and wow. BC had 11 players. So I've that got made my numbers it. off. Well, anyway, I mean, same thing. They were tied anyway, for third. Syracuse, 11 players. They have three on each of the three teams and then two honorable mentions. So, in case you don't know, first team Andre Sisco, Andre Schmidt, Sterling Hoffrichter. Don't think there's a lot of arguing. Yeah, all, there. All, all of those guys. The thing that certainly. sticks out is. I mean, two of those guys we would have never guessed would be yeah. on mm-hmm. any All ACC teams. Right, being Schmidt exactly. and Cisco. I mean, those three guys are All ACC, but they could also very well be All American. Yeah, it's crazy. I mean, Andre Cisco is going to be an All American. Schmidt especially because we didn't even know he existed. Essentially, going into right, this exactly. year, Cisco was a freshman that we knew was highly touted recruiting wise, but we didn't even know if he'd play, what the mm-hmm. ceiling was. And here he is, like, second in the country in interceptions. Yeah, on, and he actually finished first because he got that one oh, yeah, at the end of the that, game. Yeah. And Sterling Hoffrichter, he—I mean, the crazy thing is, is— Forced if you fumble. Yeah, he did. He did force <laughs> that, was, that fumble. That put it over he the was edge. I think he was second team, and then he forced <laughs> that fumble, recovered it, and they are like, gosh, we got to give this guy first team. <laughs> no, and he was first team all year. But yeah, exactly. Cool. So— with this lit, so when you look at it, there's those three players on the all ACC first team. The three, the guy who we expected to be there was Sterling Hoffrichter. But when you look at those three, he's probably got the lowest chance of being an All American. Yeah, that's crazy. Of those three, that's a good point. Yeah, which is insane to me, but that's just shows Credit to you the special teams yeah. too to have the kicker and the punter. And like, then you've got Sean Riley as your all purpose guy, who I'll get to right, in a little bit. But. Yeah. I mean, it's not flashy to to have your kicker and punter first team all ACC, but mm-hmm. that means a lot for how these games ended up go, or swaying and all that. Yeah. Now, second team, we've got Jamal Custis, Alton Robinson, and Ryan Guthrie. I, I want to say this about Ryan Guthrie. This is well deserved. Yeah. He was absolutely phenomenal. I, second I, I half started to especially. see that in the Clemson game where mm-hmm. he had a couple drives against the Tigers that were just unbelievable. Unbelievable. Yeah. Defensively. And, and he kind of kept that Clemson team in check back when they were the number two team in the country. Right. So it's Custis' second team. Is that Custis' how you second said? team? That one kind of surprised yeah, me. Yeah. I'll be honest. I maybe were a little too close to the situation because he did put up good numbers and he's mm-hmm. still a good ACC wide receiver. I just think, like, you would think that he would probably be third team, if, third anything. Team, if anything. And maybe yeah. honorable mention, but. Look, his numbers, his stats were pretty solid. I mean, that Western Michigan game helps a lot, too. First game of the year, he, like, Mm -hmm. went for 170 or something. And right out of the gates, after that game, I was like, oh, he's a first-team All-ACC guy. A little bit later in the season, he was a little inconsistent. Sometimes you wonder why he has that physique and that skill set, and he's not 
you know, we're not using him around the goal line as much, and he's not putting up bigger numbers, but that's nitpicky. I mean, he still is a good ACC receiver. He deserved to be on a team. I was just surprised that he'd be second team. Right. And uh, Robinson, I mean, any other conference in the country, and I'm saying literally every other conference right. in the country, he's a first Clemson. team. Yeah. He's a first teamer because yeah. when you're stuck behind Clemson, that's not how you're going to get on a, yeah, he was great an ACC all year. team. Then third team, this is where people are starting to get a little, a little chippy. Eric Dungy coming in on the third so team. So did you see who was first and second team quarterbacks? Mm-hmm. So the first Finlay, team quarterback was Finley. Second team was Trevor Lawrence. Ah, okay. That kind of so makes sense. So Sean Riley gets in as the all-purpose guy, Coda Martin on the offensive line, and then your honorable mentions are Cody Conway and Chris Slayton. I have two major qualms, all right? Two very major qualms. one big one, but you go for it. All right, so first of all, I think Eric Dungy is the first team all-ACC quarterback. Wow. And I, to me, it's not even close. He outperformed Ryan Finley in that game against yeah. NC State. And he, say he what you want about him last year, kind out, of, too. Outperformed him last year, too. And say what you want about the Clemson game, Eric Dungy outperformed Trevor Lawrence. Even though Trevor, even if Trevor Lawrence had stayed in the game, I think Eric Dungy outperforms yeah. him. And along with that, Dungy was just that dude the entire year. I mean, you can't say that about any of the other ones. Trevor Lawrence played what eight games? Really, he right. started eight games. So here's what I'm trying games. to think. That's the thing. Like Lawrence didn't play the full season. So yeah. personally, I and, think. And, I mean. Ryan Finley lost a game, too. Yeah. Because their game against West Virginia got wiped out. That's true, yeah. Eric Dungy played all 12 games. If you were starting a college football team tomorrow, and you, for whatever reason, could do like a fantasy draft, Mm -hmm. in what order would you pick these guys? I think I'd pick Lawrence first. Well, I'd go Lawrence first, Dungy second, and then Finley Finley third. third. But the thing about that is, I I don't think, again, you're taking a draft, kind of taking about what you want. Yeah, it's different. Eric Dungy had the best season of these quarterbacks yeah he, re- he really he should be second team i think he should have jumped finley which is weird because finley was first team right mm-hmm. so that makes no sense to me because he straight up outplayed finley and yes ryan finley's a great quarterback he's going to get drafted higher he's got more of that nfl build and everything right. but i think he should have jumped finley but and then it's hard because i don't know if trevor lawrence deserves first and you team. Know, here here's the big thing that angers me with Derek Dungy not being the number one all ACC quarterback, how many of those quarterbacks can run? Yeah, that's true. Not Lawrence a little bit, La- but not really. Lawrence Finley can't. They they don't do design run plays for Trevor Lawrence no, really no. or Ryan, especially Ryan Finley. He's a dual threat. He's a dual threat. And on like you look at the past history of these the best quarterbacks in the ACC. Deshaun Watson comes to mind. Jameis Winston comes to mind. Mm-hmm. Those are dual threat guys. And Eric Dungy. Gave you two dimensions on offense. This offense, I mean, you, that's so true. Yeah, the dimensions that you got out of Dungy, it, it's unfathomable, unfathomable to me how he is not the All ACC first team. Yeah, and, and you can call it a homer, whatever. Don't get me wrong. I think Ryan Finley and Trevor Lawrence are better quarterbacks. They're better quarterbacks, but they right. did not have a better season than Eric Dungy. This no, year. that's true. I mean, I think the two dimensional versus one dimensional thing is huge. Personally. I guess if I were to make the list, I'd go Lawrence first team and then Dungy second team, just because Trevor Lawrence didn't play as much time, but I still think, like I said, I would rather have Trevor Lawrence on my team than Eric Dungy, as good as Dungy was this season. And I know that's still harsh because Lawrence didn't play the full season and he even dealt with some injuries too, of course, in that Syracuse game. But 
Dungey shouldn't have been third team. He should have been no. above Finley. And I think Finley and was great. And the crazy thing is, Finley was first team. Yeah. I don't know why Finley was. I think they're just buying into the NFL hype and all right. that. And I honestly, from what we've seen lately, he slipped out of the first round projections that he once was at. And NC State, I mean, did they underperform? It's hard to say. They were, I guess, kind of average or right around what we expected. Syracuse overperformed. Clemson, I guess, kind of did what we expected mm-hmm. and went yeah. undefeated. But you got to factor that in, too. Like, Eric Dungey led his team that was projected to finish, like, last in the Atlantic to the second-best team in the ACC. He dominated Ryan Finley in a game after basically outplaying him in a game at NC State Place last year. So I think it's a no-brainer you jump him over Finley. Now, we can talk Eric Dungey all we want, and when we put the tweet out, there's a lot of people upset saying, like, oh, Dungey's the third team. Wow. Name two quarterbacks in the ACC better than Dungey. Name one. Uh, Eric Dungey, third team injustice. But here's the one that I'm going to go yeah. on my hill for. And I'm, this, I know where you're going. This is an absolute travesty in my mind. Kendall Coleman doesn't even get honorable mention. That's and ridiculous. To me, this is absolute blasphemy. I mean, we're talking about a guy who throughout the season was one of the best defensive ends, not just in the conference, but in the entire country. He finished I the season. I can't believe he didn't even get honorable he mention. He finished the it's season. Baffling. It doesn't matter that Clemson's in the conference because right. that takes up two spots. I mean, look at some of these players who were taken ahead of him. Yeah, dude, that's a travesty. He should have been arguably first team, and second mm-hmm. team, I'd say, would have been very fair. Behind the whoever Clemson It should have been and, him and Alton Robinson on the second Zach team. I guess Zach Allen, is he technically Zach, an But end? Kendall Coleman had more sacks than Zach Allen. And keep in mind, you, you can say, oh, Zach Allen sat out that last game, or missed most of that last game. Kendall right. Coleman did not play that last game yeah. against Boston College. Yeah, that's true. He missed a game and had Coleman seven was sacks. Fantastic! I mean, this they year. rejuvenated the defensive line. It was Alton Robinson and Kendall Coleman all all season long, and this was a Syracuse team that was Robinson, amongst the best in sacks. You can't give Robinson second team and not Coleman, and I think Robinson deserves second team. Don't right, get me yeah, wrong. Mm-hmm. And I honestly, it's hard for me to say which one was better this year because they were both great and they did their job. And even Slayton, who got honorable mention, was great too. But how do you not have Kendall Coleman? On honorable mention, that's a travesty. That like I want to see all the defensive ends and tackles because there's just no way you can't find a way to at least get him on the third team, and I think he deserved to be on the second team at the least. So with Kendall Coleman, I get he, he's a little undersized for the position, and I feel like that may be. Go look at the stats. But, I mean, yeah, the stats don't lie. Right. This is a guy, and he got. He wasn't like he was getting slacks against Wagner and stuff no. like that. He, 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 got, he got a sack against Clemson. May have had two against Clemson. Right. I have to look up his game log. But I feel like he rose to the occasion with Absolutely. big games. He, I mean, we'd have to go into the stats. But, look, he was there each and every game that he played. He, for the most part, he was healthy all year and contributed all year. I really don't see how you, you talk about he was probably projected to be a third team all ACC or right around that to start the year. I can't remember specifically. Uh, I, don't, I don't think he was on a list. I, I don't think but he would still, have been projected he was, either. He was projected to so, yeah. be good and he exceeded those expectations. So I Coleman think. had two sacks against Clemson, one against North Carolina, a North Carolina team with a good offensive line. Yeah. And then he had one against UConn, two against Florida State, and one against Western Michigan. Florida State and Clemson were two of the biggest wins and he had four mm-hmm. sacks combined in those two games. Yeah, I don't know how you leave him off honorable mention. That's awful. It's one thing to to 
put him on an honorable mention, and I'm still probably fighting for him to be on the second oh, if or third he was, team. Yeah, if he was on honorable mention, we'd still be having an we'd argument still, yeah, about but it. But the think. fact that he's not even on an honorable mention. I mean, I'm going to read off all the defensive ends. Please, yeah. Cleveland Farrell, Brian Burns. All right, those are well-deserved on yeah, the first team. Burns, You're not going to beat those two. Him. Now, second team, Zach Allen, Alton Robinson. That's where Kendall Coleman deserves to be. And yeah. The fact, I, I want to know how many votes he got. Because they're again the fa- weighing in because Allen's going to be some NFL guy. They think right. they're valuing that too much. They are, and and that's what's frustrating about some of these. It's a college it's a, poll. It's a college season. I don't know why we would ever even think about that. I feel yeah. like that's the only explanation for Finley and Allen being yeah. higher than Dungey and Coleman. And then the last two are Austin Bryant and Wyatt Ray. Now, uh, Austin Bryant only had six sacks this season, which is less than Coleman, and Coleman played one less game than him. Right. And then Wyatt Ray, he had, I want to say, eight sacks so this year. how many did Coleman finish the year he with? He finished with seven. Pretty solid. I yeah. mean, he missed one game and he had missed seven one game sacks. And had seven sacks. And he had two against Clemson. I mean, that should be like a double multiplier right. for having it in that big against game. Because here, now let me read off the offensive line all-conference teams and show you how many Clemson players were there. When you look at first team, you got Mitch Hyatt, who I believe— Coleman was, matched yeah, up against on the ta- up, outside, right. so he definitely matched up against him a couple times. Then you go to the the second team. You've got Tremaine Ankrum, other tackle, right? Uh, other tackle, yep. yeah. And so. then Sean Pollard and Justin Falsinelli. All right, so there's four of the offensive linemen for Clemson already on the first two teams, and then on the third team you get John Simpson. So all five wow. players on that Clemson offensive and line. And he had two sacks. And he got two sacks. Yeah. That's ridiculous. Okay, and keep in mind, too, that team ran the ball pretty much the entire second yeah, half. You're right. And he got two yeah. sacks. He had like hardly any time to get sacks. That's Unbelievable. So true. To me, that that's the, the thing i got to be most frustrated with. Yeah. And I think we're going we're gonna to see a monster year out of Kendall Coleman because he feels snubbed. We're going to see yeah. a monster bowl game out of Kendall Coleman. Right. Why not? I mean, he will get all ACC recognition next year. And yeah. if he doesn't, I'll like... Go find wherever the ACC office is and, and find the people that make make these decisions, Carolina, the media members. Yeah, it's probably in Charlotte or probably something like that. Yeah, so yeah. that's I, a little bit of a home game for, for you. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, a little home game. Yep. <laughs> um, so, yeah, uh, we can be frustrated all, all we want, but Syracuse with 11 guys on the all-ACC team, I think, is it's pretty probably solid. about what? Six, seven more than we thought. Probably. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Andre Smith, Andre like Schmidt. we said, Cisco. Yeah. Hats off to Cisco as a freshman, as a freshman all, ACC, all ACC, true freshman. How many too. true freshmen? I mean, we don't even have to look it up, but like, I I've, can't imagine it's more than you. can I count looked on, on the, the first hand. team; the only two freshmen were Cisco and Schmidt. And Schmidt's okay, a right. red shirt, but yeah, wow. You get two freshmen. Everyone Future's else, future's bright. Yeah, there's two sophomores. They were both the running backs, Etienne and Dylan. Actually, I'd make so that you, three. You do Greg think Dorch Cisco also. gets All American recognition? I, mm-hmm. I think Schmidt definitely. Schmidt does. is definitely a first team All American. I, I think, think. Yeah, it's a matter of where they're going to put Cisco. Was that Pitt kicker the uh, second team? What's I his believe, name? Uh, also, or something? Kessman or that, Kessman? Uh, let's look. Oh no, it's Christopher Dunn, and then Kessman. I did Alex Kessman. Yeah, so okay, he was a he third, was third team. team. He, he was damn good too. Yeah, that <laughs> game was crazy. That, they were dueling. Yeah, he he went. That was a a, a kicking. Exposition. <laughs> yeah, really. Yeah. So, okay. Andre Smith's an NFL kicker. He we can move NFL on. Kick. Yeah. <laughs> I think, like, after watching the NFL games, like, I don't know, this Sunday, Graham Gano missed a big field goal. Like, <laughs> Dan Barry missed can, a ton. Yeah. The he Browns missed, what, can, two in a dome. The Browns can freaking find a kick in the first three or four weeks. I mean, all these teams are looking for kickers. Like, Andre Smith could outperform a lot of the current NFL yeah, kickers he's, right he, now. I believe he was three of three from 50 plus. 
this year. Pretty solid. Although he did doink the one against Notre Dame from inside 30, but hey, mm-hmm. we, we can look past Maybe that. Maybe Hoffrichter's a punt, uh, NFL punter, too. Yeah. So Who knows? Special teams you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Maybe DBU soon. Yeah. With the way Cisco and Trill Williams. Maybe and, linebacker you at this recruiting class. Yeah, they just yeah. Got these latest commits. Yeah. But yeah. So, all right. Basketball? Any, basketball, you ready? Let's do move it. On? Big any, game. Any last, oh, wait, do you, want, do you want to talk about the Camping World Bowl? Because Yeah, I mean, it's going to happen, right? It was on the happen. Wikipedia it's, page. Yeah. The, I feel like the it's committee West was there. You're going to play West Virginia. Can, probably West Virginia. It's yeah. probably West Virginia or Texas. Can I make the case why Syracuse beats West Virginia yeah, by double digits? They can't yeah, tackle, I mean, for starters. Yeah, exactly. They don't no know one how in, did you watch to play that, defense. Did you watch the West Virginia-Oklahoma game? I didn't watch it, but I saw the final score. So was final score is 59-56. Yeah. If that game's played in the ACC with two ACC defenses, that game's in the high 20s, low 30s. Right. The amount of missed tackles in that conference is it's absurd. terrible. Everyone tries to tackle by the neck. No one knows how to center up a tackle at the hips and, and take someone out below the waist. It, it's absurd. There's that's no goal line Andres, touchdowns because they're all 50-plus exactly. yards. Andre Sisco is making that tackle and preventing, like, six touchdowns in that game. Yeah. And so I just think that Syracuse, because of that, like, don't get me wrong, Will Greer's a phenomenal quarterback, future NFL guy. But and there's a, David Sills also probably a future NFL guy. There's yeah, good players on that West Virginia team. But but I at mean the same they can time, compete. Look, they can definitely compete. That'd be and a the fun de- game. The defense is going to keep them in for sure, and the defense is ultimately what I think is going to elevate Syracuse against a West Virginia team. And I, I mean I don't know the the status of all the West Virginia players. I haven't followed them too closely. But again, bowl games mean nothing. The accomplishment is getting to the bowl. It's not actually winning the bowl game, as we can tell. By all that these being said, they deserve out. Camping World. Right, and I they, saw a projection, I believe it was 24-7 sports, that has NC State, West Virginia in the Camping World, which is awful. If they put Syracuse and said the Pinstripe or Music City or whatever, and the Camping World goes to NC State and they're technically higher up than Syracuse, mm-hmm. that's terrible. They yeah. had a better record, I think, to finish the season. I guess NC State played one less game, and it would be well, fitting. Well, they are making that up They're making East up Carolina, yeah. Oh, no, they, they play, they're supposed to play West Virginia, right? They're so I guess that Virginia, bowl game yeah. would be like making it up kind yeah. of too. Um, but regardless, yeah. it's like they beat them. Like Syracuse beat them straight up. It frankly wasn't that close. They won by 10 points. And if you don't use that as a tiebreaker, especially because their record and everything else, I mean, they're higher Syracuse in the Atlantic had a division. Divisional record yeah. too. That's it, garbage it if you no put sense, NC State yeah. ahead of them. Yeah. Which I think they will go to the camp. Yeah, I think it's all but a lock. I feel Committee like was this... There, they must have liked what they saw against Boston College. Yeah. A, a Boston College team that's got a pretty good defense, too. Yeah. They gashed them for 40 I think points. this BC-Syracuse game was to avoid going to the pinstripe bowl. Yeah. Like, the loser, mm-hmm. loser goes, got an invite yeah. to it, and I think BC might be head of the pinstripe bowl The now. one reason why I think BC probably doesn't go is because they were there last year. Oh, that's true, yeah. They might go to Music City. Yeah. But still, I think if Syracuse lost that game, I mean, we could have booked our plane tickets now for the pinstripe. It yeah. was a shoe in. But Absolutely. now I think Camping World's pretty, pr- pretty confidently going to be it. I agree. All right, time for basketball. Let's do it. Okay. Well, uh-huh. Syracuse has Ohio State this week in the Big Ten ACC Challenge, mm-hmm. and that is the number one ranked Ohio State Buckeyes to you, Tim <laughs> Leonard. I don't According know if to what website? It's, what is it's it? It's the the net. It's like the NCAA what efficiency. Garbage. I forget what the T stands for. Who but cares? 
basically it's the saber nerds. It, it's it's the new metric that the NCAA is going to use for the tournament. Where's Syracuse in this? Syracuse is ninety second. Oh boy, <laughs> well so got, got some work to do, Jimmy. <laughs> yeah. um, but so Syracuse is ninety second. Kentucky was like sixty one yeah. or something. Ohio That's State. I, I'm going to pull up these rankings in a second just so we can go they're, through them all. They're not accurate. But Ohio I think State is, is the 12. number one team in the country. Syracuse a chance to be the Giants players this week. <laughs> yeah. Look, I guess if they beat Ohio State, they're the best team in the country. Maybe they'll skyrocket all the way to number one on that garbage poll. But this is a good Ohio State team. And maybe is, not. Yeah. NCAA evaluation tool. That's okay. what it stands for. So we don't ever have to repeat that again because yeah. hopefully it's just going to go by the wayside. I guess they're going to use it for the tournament, but it seems like it's the, the new early quadrant. projections. Yeah. I, I will it actually say uses quadrants to Ohio to State has kind of dominated like they played yeah, been good. very well this year they start out the year won at cincinnati in that new cincinnati venue since he's supposed to be good great defensive team kind of like syracuse prides himself on and they just outplayed them like they won pretty handedly at cincinnati they came back a little bit in the second half but it was a double digit win still i think mm-hmm. then they beat creighton on the road i mean creighton just beat clemson and we'll see how clemson does tonight against nebraska in the big 10 acc challenge so it's still a pretty good win. Creighton's probably going to finish like back half of the Big East, but I still think that's that was on the road as well. So that's two quality road wins. And they took care of business during their home games. I mean, they were against easy teams, but they rolled and were never in trouble, unlike Syracuse that kind of struggled in the first half against Moorhead State and Colgate. So, yeah. so Ohio State's played great. Here, here's your top 10 right now oh in, the, in these net rankings. goes Ohio State, number two is Virginia, number three is Texas Tech, what? Then it goes <laughs> Michigan. Michigan's been impressive. Yeah, I'll, I'll Virginia's give them, been great too. As a, yeah, five is Gonzaga, which makes no sense to me. <laughs> they should be. One. They played in Maui. Yeah, <laughs> they played in Maui, and they're not even playing with their one of their best yeah, players. Exactly, and they're still. I mean, they jumped to number one in the AP poll today. Right. Six is Duke. Seven Michigan State. Eight Wisconsin. Wisconsin's been pretty good. Yeah. Their only losses to Virginia. Nine is Virginia Tech. And this might be the biggest kicker. Ten is Loyola Marymount. Twelve's Belmont, dude. Twelve is Belmont. How about no love for Furman? I mean, <laughs> if you're gonna give me one on, garbage no. team to be in this top ten, at least give me Furman. Furman's not even in the top twenty-five. You got Radford at twenty-two. Is that Pittsburgh? I see. Pitt is twenty-three oh my right God, now, dude. This is so skewed. It, it, Radford. Radford. Name the teams around Syracuse. Can you go all the way down to the nineties? I'm dude. trying to find. I I had a link earlier that had all. Every single yeah, one, who but. cares? I mean, look, it's way too early to evaluate this stuff. That's why you have the AP polls because you have a baseline to start with. And Gonzaga deserves to be the number one team in the country right now. Ohio State jumped to twenty three in the AP poll, first time they've been ranked all year, but they deserve that. They're up to sixteen now. Oh, really? Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay, they skyrocketed from that this morning, I guess. Yeah. So there were twenty three. That's that's deserved. I mean, and it's good for Syracuse because now they get a bounce back opportunity. Because at the start of the season, we thought the only ranked team they were going to play was Oregon. And thankfully, they did get to play Oregon, I guess, yeah. after losing. Mm-hmm. But they didn't take advantage of beating a ranked team when they had the chance. So now you get another chance, and you get a chance to establish a good road win, which is really your only chance. I mean, I guess they played at MSG away from the Dome. But this is their only true road game in the non-con. So this is a big game for them. This is a huge game. And Ohio State, they, they bring back a lot of solid players, but no one that really made them go. I mean, the guy that... Was their best player last year, Keita Bates Diop. Right, he's gone to the NBA. 
and it's a lot of returning players, it's balanced. but it's balanced. And Keyshawn Woods, Keyshawn Wake Woods, Forest maybe guy. the biggest one. Yeah. yeah, he's a guy who's coming in as a transfer, comes off the bench for them actually. Yeah, he's but good. He's, I mean, the one thing that has really, I, I was really impressed with is the fact that this team does not really give the ball up very often. Their turnovers right now, they're averaging around 13 a game, but they've played some good teams, some yeah, feisty solid. teams too. But the Less thing that's Syracuse. impressive is, I mean, you look at who some of their point guards are. You've got Luther Muhammad. He's averaging less than one turnover a game. And then you've got Keyshawn Woods, who is another good ball handler and primary ball handler on the team. He's averaging less than a turnover a game as well. Yeah. Your leading assist guy is Woods off the bench, 3.3 assists, 0.7 turnovers. Look out for Ohio State in the future, too. They've got yeah. a good recruiting class. Chris Holtman, which is funny because he was the Butler guy before right. or He's after. He's won three Coach of the Years. Really? He, he ran, so he won Big Ten Coach of the Year last year, rightfully so. Yeah. And they beat some good teams last year. Yeah. Like they beat Purdue, Michigan, Michigan State. Couldn't be Penn State. State. Couldn't be Penn State. Be Penn State. <laughs> Tony Carr had their number. Yeah. But so they He's had— He's a good coach, dude. He is. Really good. And then he, he won Big East Coach of the Year the year before at Butler. And right. then he won Big South Coach of the Year at Gardner-Webb. It's funny because Thad Mata came from Butler to Ohio State, and Mata was the guy who was there when Evan Turner, Greg Oden— Sellinger, all those guys were there, and then he left. So this is Holtman's third year. This team is just a bunch second of second year for Holtman, right? Second year, yeah. yeah. This really good turnaround, quick turnaround. For this him. team is just a, a bunch. Like it's Jared Sellinger. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like they don't have a single guy over. Who's their Aaron Kraft? Aaron Kraft. Ooh, that's a good. They might not have an Aaron Kraft. They might, they might be a couple years away from that. Okay, but... so I found the net rankings. You okay. ready for some absolutely baffling ones? Yes. I'm gonna just scroll oh through. This We've got San Francisco fans. San Francisco at twenty five. San Francisco ahead of Tennessee. That's all you need to know. <laughs> twenty seven is Tennessee. Let's see. Um we got Iowa State was pretty good down at where yeah. Bahamas, Battle yeah. for Atlantis. Right. They're at thirty two, which is baffling to me. No, Iowa State was in Maui, right? So they played was Arizona. Yeah, you're right. They were in Maui. And then they, you're right. yeah, yep. they, they were in Maui. I, I'm they getting my tropical locations Maui, messed up. Furman, who is 7-0, has beaten Loyola Chicago and Villanova. Two teams that were in the Final Four last year. <laughs> yeah, but seven and Loyola Chicago is nothing this they're year. Not, yeah, they're not that great this year. They're at 48th. Yeah, that's Explain garbage. how this metric works to me now. I don't understand it. Explain it, because we'll I believe it up, both cause... those games were on the road, too. Yeah, they've, they've only won Scroll one home these game. these 80s. I just can't wait to hear who's around Syracuse. So, uh, Mr. Caffeine, Mike Hopkins, he's he's at 58. <laughs> Kentucky's Washington's at 61. so-so this Granted, year. Kentucky hasn't been very good this year. Yeah. Let's get to the 80s and Georgetown, 90s. where are they at? Georgetown, 76. Okay. You so get to, let's get to the 90s. You got USC at 90, Georgia State, 91, Syracuse, 92, Ole Miss, 93, BYU, 94, St. Mary's, 95, San Diego State, 96, ETSU, I'm guessing that's East Tennessee State. Yeah. Uh, that's 97. Louisiana Tech is 98. Marquette, 99. Marquette, Davidson, 100. Jeez. Weren't they top 25 like the other day? Yeah. That's Marquette. garbage. Well, they played so, Kansas and then right. I almost mean, beat them and they then they didn't. They haven't been great, but. You see that? A 24 nothing blitzing out of the second half. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I did see that. How uh, if you think Syracuse <laughs> offense can't score? Imagine Listen, watching that. It could, it could be worse. It could be twenty-four nothing. That was hilarious. That's 
unbelievable. And you were winning by, I think they were winning by eight or nine at the half. Right. It was, they were in control. <laughs> I have a friend that goes to Marquette and he was That's not why. happy. Yeah. I, I texted my friend too. I was like, listen. Get that false Duke, hope. Duke's overrated. They're going to lose to Gonzaga. Boom, check mark. Mm-hmm. And then I told him also, I was like, and also you have a chance uh, against Kansas with Marquette. And he's like, you were looking they, good. they have no chance against Kansas. And then first half, I text him the eyes emojis. <laughs> oh, no. And, and that did you like, in. He's like, oh, they, like, they look so good right now. But he didn't think it was a jinx. Right. And then next thing I know, 24-0 blitzing. You can't even call that a run. That is a blitzing. What's that? I bet that's like equivalent to football. That's like what the Saints have been doing. Like 48 nothing yeah. or Alabama. Like, I mean, that's 24 nothing in basketball. It's they crazy. They didn't score. Nine for nine minutes. That's not like even Eastern like a free throw or anything. Washington stuff against yeah. Syracuse. <laughs> exactly. Did but you yeah. see what was the game this past week? Some team had four points at the half. Was it Eastern Washington? It Eastern Michigan. Eastern Michigan. Rob Murphy. Right. Tough. One of Bayhams guys. Who were they playing? Do you Duke. remember? It was Duke. Or no, no, it was Rutgers. It was Rutgers. Oh, that's right. <laughs> oh, that's even more embarrassing. Poor Syracuse. <laughs> Disciple Rob Murphy. Yeah, running that 2-3 zone. The zone's working, I guess, but the offense <laughs> needs some. The, the sad thing was, I think I texted you this. I texted you a screenshot of it. I think it was 37-4 at the half. Or maybe it was 34-7 at the half. Yeah. Or 34-4 at the half. Whatever it and was. And I texted you, I was like, is it bad that I don't think they're out of this game yet? Because <laughs> it's Rutgers. Because <laughs> it was Rutgers. Even though Rutgers uh, isn't a terrible team. The Rutgers team. fan section deserves some of that based on their football team and basketball team. Yeah. They're, like, stuck in the Greg Robinson era for 30 years now, it feels like. Exactly. <laughs> anyway, so Syracuse, big game against Ohio State. This could absolutely shift the season. Yeah. It, you think they win? I think they have a chance. I I haven't seen a Vegas line or anything, but if I had to You're guess it— on Vegas? <laughs> if I had to guess a Vegas line, what would you say? Like, Ohio State by— Two and a half. I was going to say, like, three, four points. Yeah, maybe more. But still manageable to for Syracuse to win. <laughs> right. Because— that's the thing, and we don't know the status of Pascal Chukwu, but the thing about this Ohio State team big. is they're not big. They that got the just, Wesson guy. You've got Wesson at six. You've got two guys at six foot nine, right. and that's what you can exploit. I mean, you see what height did to Syracuse against Oregon. I, I hope Syracuse plays, given that their tallest kind of starter and main guy is six foot nine and Wesson. I hope they play the small ball lineup a little bit more. I do get too. Get O'Shea at the center position. Even Mark. I don't yeah. care. Like, you don't need to play Pascal. You don't need to play Barama. You or need, one of the two at the same. You're gonna time. need physicality down low because Caleb Wesson may be six foot nine, but he's two hundred seventy yeah. pounds. I mean, yeah, he's Jared working Sollinger with Odin a little bit too. I think. And they're, it's Sollinger all over again. Yeah, he's gonna body really you is. down low, <laughs> and you're gonna have to. And he can step out and shoot the three a little bit too. Like you're gonna have. To find someone who wants to be physical. One thing down I low. will say, we're I don't think I mean, I hope I don't jinx this, but <laughs> I don't think we're gonna see like UConn, the way UConn beat Syracuse was just pouring it from downtown, which right. was crazy. I mean, that was kind of fluky. Like right. we're gonna see the way Oregon beat Syracuse if Syracuse loses this game. I agree. Which is good because it feels like every game Syracuse has that one guy or the opposing team against Syracuse, whether it's like Kevin Herter. The Louisville guy, I can't remember his name, but they one guy that makes like five threes. Ryan I don't McMahon. really see. Yeah, that's yeah, his name. The little white dude. Yeah, and it was like Kyle Guy. I mean, the list yeah. goes on and on. There was that dude from Davidson one year that was just pouring in threes. But I don't think Ohio State really has that guy. Not really. I mean, they shoot the three well as a team. And but now they no will. One, I mean, I can't wait to see yeah. the box score. One guy's <laughs> gonna go like 
He's going to pull a Gerald Vick, go yeah. like eight for eight, eight for from three. <laughs> exactly. He'll probably like set the NCAA single game record right. for three pointers. So, no, but big jinx there. That's the thing is you you've got the size advantage, and I I would like to see O'Shea Brissett. I know they don't play a man to man, but Ohio State is going to get some touches down low, and I I need to see O'Shea Brissett guarding that because and grab some boards. He's the only guy that can physically match up athletically, and then with just physique in general. Yeah. With any of these guys, because Pascal Chukwu, I mean, he's proven to be a soft player. Yeah. Barama Sadibe hasn't showed me anything toughness-wise. No. Mar- Marek shows me grit. He doesn't necessarily show me a guy, though, that can handle a 270-pound no. boulder down low. <laughs> no, he's got to put on some weight for that, right. I think. He's 6'10". He's going to scrap, but he's going to get bodied. He's going to get tossed around down yeah. low. Yeah. I'll say I think Syracuse loses. I mean, based on how good Ohio State has played this year— I know it's not like going to be a good three-point shooting team, but they're a good defensive team, and Syracuse's offense has just given me nothing to put any faith in them to win this game on the road, pretty tough environment against the number one team in the country. Supposedly. Yeah, exactly. But I don't know. It, it should be a close game, and they had a lot of time in between that MSG massacre yeah. to practice. They look better in the second half against Colgate, specifically battle. So hopefully they at least—I mean, the offense has just got to show some signs of maturity and growth. That's right. the biggest thing. Who's your biggest difference maker against Ohio State? I think we need a big O'Shea game I was if Syracuse is going to win. He did not show up at MSG, and he was carrying the team the first couple games. So I hope he gets back to his ways from Moorhead State and Eastern Washington because, look, the way it is right now, the only guy who's been consistently good has been Elijah Hughes. And they need the big three to all deliver mm-hmm. in a road game against a top 25 team. Right. They need it. Tyus Battle, I think, is going to have a solid game, too. Yeah. But the guy that I think needs to prove himself and, quite frankly, might get a, an early hook if he doesn't, Frank Howard. And, yeah. and he, he, he needs to show something offensively. Right. And he facilitated the offense, which was good. I think the impressive thing to me, I can't remember if he had five or six assists, but he had no turnovers. Yeah. And, yes, you're playing Colgate, but... First game, shaking off the cobwebs. The fact that he didn't turn the ball over is a promising sign. Because he he led the ACC in turnovers last year. Yeah, that's true. Let's just say Pascal plays, like hypothetically. How many guys do you think Jim plays? Nine? You think he plays Buddy? I think Buddy Buddy definitely gets some spot-ups chances. And then Barama's going to play. Barama's going to play. Carry will play. Yeah. This could be another big carry game. Yeah. I think this is our first indication because we're at the point in the season now. He gets up for the big games. Yeah, that's true. He got off for MSG, that's for sure. But this is at the point in the season now where if Jim is going to start, you know, snipping guys from his rotation, we might see it because this is pretty urgent. I mean, they, they kind of need a win in this yeah, game. This or at least, game. like, not a performance that was a shellacking like it was right. at MSG and pathetic. So we might not see much of Buddy. We might not see much of Barama. But I guess it will depend on game flow and everything like that. And Maybe if he wants to use the press, he's going to go nine guys. We'll right. see. There's but, some ball handlers on this team. I mean, yeah. whenever Syracuse— I don't think press is going to work against Ohio State. Yeah. If Syracuse is playing teams that have three guards, and they don't necessarily have three guards that are all in at the same time, but this is definitely a team that can go three guard, especially mm-hmm. because you're so limited height-wise where it doesn't matter. You might as well yeah. just play three guards. Also, if Chukwu plays— I think he hasn't attempted a shot in the last two games. Maybe that's because oh, wow. he was be- he's been hurt, but 
come on, man. Like, put up a shot. <laughs> I mean, you're seven feet. You're like the you're tallest be, player you're ever. You're going to be about half a foot taller than anyone out there yeah. if he plays against Ohio State. I'm pretty State. sure that's right. He definitely didn't attempt a shot against Oregon. And then I think I saw the box score against Colgate, and he didn't play he got hurt, as many yeah. minutes. But yeah. He only Still. played like six minutes, I want to say. Right. But yeah. So, all right. Any any last thoughts basketball wise before we, we debut some segments? <laughs> no, let's let's get into the segments. It's All a right. big game, but I think we we hit on everything for Ohio State. All right. So first segment, actually, this is the only segment we have. I don't know why I, I even tried to <laughs> plural. I, I tried to make it plural. First segment we've got, and only segment we've got, is called That Boy Legendary. That Boy Legendary. Thank you, Kylan Whitner, for this. <laughs> yeah. After I don't know if you wits up, wits up. Yeah, he's got a great Twitter name, Twitty Witty. Oh, that is 25. good. That's like uh. What's Cisco's Twitter name? Ocho Cisco. Yeah, that's really good. Yeah, that's really good. Syracuse football leading the country in in Twitter. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> so we're just gonna pick our our legendary player of the week or, Let's do or it. legendary person in the community of the week. Uh, so do you want to start? I start? mean, do you have one? I kind of have a cop out, but like I think it's well deserved. All right, my Go that ahead. boy legendary is Dino because Ooh. a. What he did against BC, what he's done all year to go nine and three, third year. I mean, he's exceeding expectations, flying colors, whatever you want to say. But also, what he did on the recruiting trail this past yeah. week mm-hmm. puts the we cherry We didn't even on talk top. about recruiting. We've been going almost an hour. Yeah. And that's how good everything is for Syracuse right now. But Michael Jones getting Cornelius Nunn to recommit. I mean, he pulled in. Yeah, the the recommitment thing was so that strange. That is so I weird. mean, that's so tough. For those that don't know, he went. Committed to Syracuse, and as he was committed to Syracuse, he was tweeting about Miami, which he's from Miami, Florida, mm-hmm. so it was kind of like, uh-oh, this is not good, and Miami's kind of a bigger name. And then he decommits. He just tweeted one day. It was right after the Pittsburgh game, too, which yeah. was kind of funny timing <laughs> after a bad loss When everyone for thought basketball was waiting for basketball season. Right. He tweets, decommitted, dot, dot, dot. Think about how much the morale has changed on the football <laughs> team since that tweet. But he tweets, decommitted, abruptly. A couple weeks later, he commits to Miami, and I'm like, okay, so that makes sense. Like, once he decommitted, I wrote an article about it on OrangeFist.net. Oh, he committed to Miami? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I didn't even see that. Yeah, he committed to Miami, then decommitted from Miami only to come back to Syracuse. So this guy just can't make up his mind. I mean, I don't even know wow. if we should be congratulating Baisley-esque. Yet. Yeah, really. He's decommitted. Oh, wait, we didn't even talk about that. This what? is the Darius Baisley reject ball this Oh, that's right. <laughs> Uh, I hope he shows up to the game. Yeah, he could. He I probably won't. <laughs> but yeah, Who's he ro- he's rooting for Syracuse. He he. Lo- the thing is, I feel like he still likes Syracuse. Yeah, I think he said something to that effect, but I don't think any of the fans really like him so, anymore. Sorry to, sorry to step on that right there, but no, it just it no, dawned on me. I for- completely forgot. Hypothetical Darius Baisley stat line: If he's playing for Ohio State, and then we'll give one if he's playing for Syracuse. Okay, Ohio State. I'd say fourteen points, eight rebounds. 14 points, 8 rebounds. They're a balanced team. Mm-hmm. He's not going to be a ball hog in that system. Yeah. And then if he's playing for Syracuse? he's playing for Syracuse, he might be looking at, like, 17 points the way the offense has been lately and mm-hmm. pull down, like, you know, six or seven boards. I mean, look, he would have been helpful for this team, yeah. as much as it hurts to say. I, I I think he'd stick it to Ohio State. Yeah. He really would. Yeah. This is like a 25-point. Oh, that's true. Revenge 11 game. 11-point. 11, it's not even revenge. No, but like it's a not. 25-point, 11-rebound game. And then Ohio State. If he's on Ohio State, yeah, you're pro- you probably hit on the head. Like the Terrace. 13-point. like a reject bowl. Eight. I eight. hope that comes up in the broadcast somehow. It probably will. Yeah, maybe. 
But what was it? Oh, yeah, Cornelius Nunn. Yeah. So he recommits to Syracuse, and which is just, I mean, what a journey to get to that point. <laughs> yeah. The guy clearly Back can't make up his one. mind. But this he's from Miami, Florida. Offers. We have now, Syracuse has four guys signed from Florida. I yeah. mean, Michael Jones, IMG Academy. I wrote an article today on Orange Fist on that kind of recapping this past week, which was a great week for Syracuse mm-hmm. football recruiting. But I said IMG Academy is kind of becoming the Brewster Academy for yeah. Syracuse football That's as in funny. Syracuse basketball because they're pulling a lot. I mean, Cisco is from there. can't remember any others off the top Juan of my head. Wallace. Yeah, mm-hmm. right. I mean, there's been a lot. Feels so like. with Cornelius Nunn, too, the, the impressive thing is, yeah, he had offers from Miami, Alabama, Auburn, Baylor, which Clemson, Georgia. Did he have a Clemson? I think so, right? I'm looking at his 24 7 right now. I don't see a Clemson. Maybe not. But Maybe I got him. Anyway, Michael Jones had Michael Jones had one, yeah. Right. Um, but the thing about Dino Babers, and, and he's got to now do this in his own backyard, but he has gone down to Miami and stolen commits from Miami. Yeah. He that's stole impressive. none, and he stole Mikel Jones. Yeah. I mean, if you're Mark Rick, that's embarrassing that you, yeah. can't, you can't fence off, you can't piss around well, your funny territory. None, I mean, come on. Yeah, really. None, probably. I mean, the way he decommitted after the Pittsburgh game. And Wasn't then, it like the Migos letters, too? Like, you know how <laughs> Migos, like, they put the space between all the letters? Yeah. Wasn't it just D space E yeah, all the way down was, the line? it was not proper grammar, I don't think. But he decommits after Pittsburgh when he's like, oh, man, this Syracuse program is heading down the toilet. Then he sees, he commits to Miami. Then he sees Miami lose a couple <laughs> games, and he's like, oh, Syracuse just beat BC. I guess it came before the BC game. But he's like... Wow, Syracuse, after uh, you know a big win over NC State, they're top 25, highest rating in a while. I'm going to head back to Dino Babers. Yeah. So That boy legendary, Dino Babers. And Long-winded way of saying it, yeah. but he had a big week recruiting and on the field, of course, that win over BC. Also, Cornelius Nunn, when he recommitted. So we joke around that the classic recruiting uh, tweet is, or whenever he Respect de- my de- decision. Respect my decision. Yeah. Decommits or commitments. Right. Respect my decision. His commitment tweet said, respect five decision. So is that like how many decisions he's made? <laughs> Probably. Or, I guess, I guess he's made. Commit to Syracuse. Right. One, decommit to Syracuse. Two. Commit to Miami. Three. Decommit from Miami. Commit oh. to Syracuse. That's five. <laughs> is it? I think you just counted four. No, because right? he oh, com- oh, right, commits right, to yeah. Syracuse. Decommits. That's two. Yep. Commits to Miami, three. Mm-hmm. Decommits from Miami. That's true. Commits, yeah. Respect five. Dis- we just read between the lines. Oh there. my god. We just read between. So the that's lines. good news because he's not going to make a yeah. six now. He yeah, can't. exactly. You can't. So he's you're, staying you're at Syracuse. Deep. If Signed this guy date. decommits again, like I'm just not even going to write an article about him. I'm done. <laughs> I'm I mean, done. we're not talking about him. We're not uttering his name. Like, and I hope he doesn't. I mean, look, he's going to be a good player for Syracuse. Third rated or third highest rated recruit now. In that glass, safety, another kind of positional need, I guess. I mean, you got Cisco and some good defensive backs, but good to see they're still pulling in some big-time defenders and getting some from Florida, like out of Mark Rick's territory, yeah. just snatching them. Impressive. That boy legendary. My that boy legendary. Who you got? This is an all-time one. A name that probably a lot of people don't know. Wow. John Carey, father of Syracuse guard Jalen Carey. Right, right. So I'm friends with big him on Facebook. Follower. Yep, big Fizz follower. Friends with him on Facebook. Maybe he's I, listening. Uh, yeah, he might be. <laughs> I, I get a notification. John Kerry has tagged you in a post. Now, me and John Kerry have a very interesting Facebook relationship. <laughs> oh, boy. Um, Please document. Let, let me find some stuff. Um, he's, this is probably like an ad, right? What, what did this, he tag you in? Well, I'll get to it in a okay, second. Okay, okay. So, like, we've messaged a couple of times. I tried to get Jalen on the podcast um, to no avail, but it wasn't. 
It was probably more my fault. It wasn't his fault at all. Um, <laughs> he sends me a, a screenshot. This is a long time ago. This is back in, we're coming up on a year since this happened. It says, yo, bro, I thank your mom for a genuine brother like you. Today is brother day. I respect you, bro. You need to tell 12 key brothers you respect them, blood or not. Hope I get one back. Respect you, bro. And I was like. So you're one of his 12. I'm one of his you're bros. You're probably in his fab five. I, I might be, yeah. It's like, like the, the old Dwayne Wade. T-Mobile. T-Mobile. Yeah. Charles Barkley. Then next time he sends me a Bible quote from Deuteronomy 28.7 with the the message just says powerful with like a thousand exclamation marks. <laughs> Um, and then hysterical. this is the best part. Uh, he, his account was clearly hacked, but he tags me in a porn link. Oh, no. <laughs> on Facebook. Clearly hacked. Yeah. Yeah. And it was like a bunch of people that he tagged in I think in his it. account has been hacked his, for his, all his, these, he's, probably. I mean, just shut the account down, John. Like, yeah. Re- start from square one. So that's why he's, you're that boy legendary? He's that boy legendary for tagging me in a porn link this week. That boy legendary. What a great way to start out our, our first ever that boy <laughs> yeah. legendary. I, you know, the thing was is I didn't even know what I was tagged in. I just saw it. I was like, oh, it's like some spam. And then like I screenshot it and send it to my friends and like, he tagged you in porn. I think and you then got I weird at, friends. I think that's yeah. the crux of this. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, what the what the hell? Like, and then I just saw. I was like, wow. So, I guess I I'm not on that level with John Kerry, where I'm sharing porn with him. But <laughs> it's a big man, level. It, it is guess, a big uh, level. Props to you for making it. You're definitely in his Fab Five if yeah, you're on that. level. If I'm on that level with him. So, all right, that's it. That's, <laughs> that's all, all we, we got. got. Yeah. Till next time. Yeah. Exactly. So. um for in honor of Ohio State Week, please check us out at theorangefizz.com. Right. I swear to God, it's a real link. It just takes you to our website. I think it redirects you to orangefizz.net, but theorangefizz.com. I don't know what percentage of users use what link. Yeah. Compared, to, I think orangefizz.net gets a, a like large Facebook. chunk. Drop the the. Yeah. Exactly. The. All right. Any last thing from you, Tim Leonard? No. I think uh, Camping World Bowl, lock it in. Mm-hmm. I'm all for it. Give me West Virginia and big game this week. Yeah. I, I'm. Not too optimistic that Syracuse wins this game. I think Ohio State's the better team right now. But, look, they can really bounce back, get their season back on the right track, maybe even be in the top 25 they get this one on the right. It's a huge game for a non-conference game. Yeah. Ohio State, biggest game of the year. All right, that's going to do it for us here. <laughs> it, what season is it? Eh, football still. Still football still. Yeah. Yeah.